Hey everybody, welcome to The Student is Always Right, the show where the process is the product. I'm David Stotner, joining me is Alex Moore, hey. and every week we bring you an original story idea from scratch, conceived by the brilliant mind here at Loyola Marymount University. It's our second episode, and this week we have a special guest, Veronica. Hello, hello! <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you here. We're just going to get right into the, into the interview. <laughs> interview part, yeah. Uh, just real quick, name, major, and favorite genre, whether it's like book, play, TV show, whatever. All right. So my name is Veronica Rubio. You guys can call me Via Vero. I'm cool with it. Uh, my major is English. I was previously undeclared for three semesters, and I was considering between like psychology, business management, visual arts. I was kind of all over the place for those good three semesters before I finally settled on English. Uh, favorite genre? Definitely written works, and I mean like anything, books, poems, song lyrics, uh, graphic novels, uh, and television shows. I can never really pick a favorite genre, but for, for purposes and for all intents of this podcast, I will definitely say uh, right now I'm leaning towards television shows. If Because, you know, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, you can do whatever you can. You're <laughs> doing whatever you can during uh, self-isolation and quarantine. Uh, but yeah, so uh, favorite genres, uh, television shows, uh, science fiction, slice of life, uh, particularly magical realism uh, is what I've been kind of leaning towards, uh, thanks to my classes. Uh, so just anything regarding magical realism, really. Uh, and just really quickly, you guys know what that is? Yeah, I was going to ask, what is that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, so magical realism is, it's the opposite of kind of like uh, your typical like Harry Potter or any other universe where there's magic is just kind of the norm. It's kind of like, you know, the usual thing, you know, you see someone uh, casting fireball and you kind of, you don't blink an eye. Uh, but magical realism is the reverse of that where it's taking place in like, you know, modern day, or even, you know, if you're taking the historical route, then it's taking place in any time uh, within reality, except, except, uh, there are some points where it's like, oh, hey, ghosts, or hey, magic, that shouldn't be here, but it is. <laughs> huh. That's really interesting. <laughs> that, oh my god. That is really cool. Is there like a popular thing that... that? Yeah, like what's a good series example of that? Oh boy. Um, hmm. Said television shows, I kind of backed myself into a corner here. <laughs> <laughs> The most I can think of is is this uh, one novel uh, called uh, Soledad by uh, Angie Cruz. That one I would say is peak magical realism in that you know you're following this girl. You know she's going through like the motions of like family drama, uh, life, and everything that comes with being in the job market. And then you get to the end and you're like, huh, there's ghosts now. And she's like, huh, there's ghosts now. And you're like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, <laughs> but it makes sense. And you're like, okay, I could see how this was coming, even though I didn't see it coming five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, well, I might have to. Uh, I might want to check out that book. <laughs> yeah, I hope all of our audience does. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I, I, I could send out recommendations for ages, but for for time purposes, I'll just I'll stick it with Soledad. <laughs> <laughs> for our first reflection, we're going to talk about what role creativity plays in our field of study, which I realize is kind of a not a very hard question for you. 
yeah, so I mean, my, my answer isn't going to be as interesting, but I mean, with English, uh, you got uh, communication, you got written works, you got linguistics. Um, you could really take language uh, very far, very far, particularly around fiction. I think fiction is where it shines the brightest, in my opinion, my humble opinion, where it, you, you could take creativity as far as you want, like with, you know, uh, real, I don't know what, what the opposite term is. Would it be realistic magic? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I should look. Or as small as you want with like magical realism. So for this week, our creative writing element we're going to be exploring is character development. Woo! Now, before we get into our personal takes on what character development means, I just wanted to bring attention to this one article by Benjamin Percy called Writing with Urgency, Propel Your Characters Forward, where he talks about how important momentum is for your characters and your story and sort of the interrelation between those things. And he sort of gives a framework of what that should look like. He starts by saying, as you might guess, that you need to establish a clear narrative goal, but alongside that, you need to have a sense of human urgency because if your character doesn't have motivation in the narrative goal, what's the point? Uh, also, he advises that you create obstacles that ramp up the tension of the story. One thing he asserts is that this is where you always want to put your characters in the tight spot from which escape seems nearly impossible. He also talks about creating lower order goals for your characters, which are basically like checkpoints for your characters to cross. He also mentions what many people may have heard of before as ticking clock, which is a time limit for the characters to complete something before a big event. And finally, he mentions that the delay of gratification and the withholding of information is a big part of keeping you invested in the characters and their story. It's a super cool article, and if you're interested in reading more, you can check it out in the description. So I guess now we can open the conversation to what character development means to us. I think the main, there's just, it's just such a, it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a broad topic because there's so many ways to do character development. Mm -hmm. That's true. But I think overall, what you want to do is just create something that's very compelling and that makes sense within your story for the way the character sort of goes well, yeah character development several ways where it could go i mean i want to say character development character growth is a really hot topic in just most fiction nonfiction, any kind of platform media text etc but yeah and it, you know it, it's it's interesting because it's like you think about it and you're like okay character development has neither uh negative or positive connotation it's not good mm. or evil it just mm -hmm. means the character develops, the character grows uh, over the course from plot, uh, from point A to point B. I was about to say plot A to plot B. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, I, I think character development for me is just something that I really love working with. In fact, that's actually how I start most of my stories. I'm thinking, huh, what could I do with this character to make them change like either a perspective or not even change sometimes. Sometimes it's like whether I'm proving them right or I'm proving them wrong. Uh, different things I can just kind of shove in there. Or I'm kind of like, okay, this character is more nuanced, more complex than what we first started with. Mm. I build the plot around that. <laughs> um, so actually, I think that's a good transition into the second reflection question that we have for you, which is when you think of this element, uh, what type of story do you think it works best with and why? I want to say it works with most any type of story, uh, regardless of whether it's fiction, nonfiction, whether it's 
uh, an oral history you're presenting or if it's a written one, I think it's important that we recognize that change is a thing that always happens and it's always just a part of our world. It's inevitable that it's something that, you know, happens with us, with you and me. But yeah, I definitely want to bring it back to that. If you don't have your characters developing in your story, it's kind of like, what was the point? You know? Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. I on that's, <laughs> Yeah, I think you brought up a lot of good points, that it's just such an essential element of storytelling that if you don't include it, it's just your your story's lacking something. Like just it's just the main substance, I think, of all stories. Absolutely. All right. So <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next section of our podcast and we're gonna start to create our own story. And we're gonna focus on character development, which is gonna be kind of easy <laughs> because I mean that's mostly what you do in a story. <laughs> Not like last, last week, episode though. was a little <laughs> I think this is going to be a good one. Do any of you have any ideas of how to start it? Like, did you did you want to go the route of like magical realism or or whatever for the story that we're doing? Yeah, let's do that. All of my classes that I keep taking keep giving me magical realism, and I'm I just keep eating, I keep consuming it, and I'm just like, this is great, love it. Finally, a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're the chef today, Veronica. Yeah, is there like a character that you really want to explore maybe? Sure. <laughs> Let's yeah. And I've I've been running my mouth on ideas for characters and OCs since day mm-hmm. out of the womb practically. Okay. How about let's start with an interesting name. Interesting name character and then we'll uh we'll do like the baseline. I don't know, I might go off of um Carl Golden's 12 common archetypes. I feel like a lot of character development characters, like where it's like it shines the most, or when they fall into the the hero kind of archetype. Right. You know, they, the, mm-hmm. their arc is all about the mastery of their power, the mastery of their influence. Uh, let's let's go let's go with a different one, <laughs> just so we can <laughs> just up a little. Let's go with the innocent. So this archetype is more about like ex- exploration. It's more about trying to find safety. Uh, caution. I say we start with that archetype, the archetype of the person who's just kind of like there. They're kind of like, oh, you know, if they were, if there was a story with a hero or the magician, they would be on the, they would be the bystander. They would be on the, <laughs> and they would be trying to weave their way through traffic to get away from the major plot. They're like, I don't want any major plot. I am far away from that. That's not me. All right. So I'm going to go with the name Belen, B-E-L-E-N. Okay. Uh, no idea why just came to me um and then for last name let's go with uh carrasco you know just for fun belen carrasco wonderful name veronica how creative are you feeling today are you feeling two 20 minute segments or two 30 minute segments i feel like i could do 30 minutes okay so in that case we're gonna start the timer in three two one This, this happens. This tends to happen. This happens at the start. <laughs> oh, okay. We're doing we're doing the first part now. The the just throwing ideas out. Yeah. Then, yeah. Belen Carrasco. I, I I feel like oh man. Okay. I don't even know where that came that name came from. I hope I hope it was like some classmate that I just briefly. <laughs> <laughs> this work was not based off of any real person's. Just, we got the we got the innocent. We got the person who does not want to be a part of any any single plot thing that's going on. Any single main plot thing, and they're kind of like, okay, my first goal is safety. It's finding safety. It's be cautious. 
Um, what are they seeking safety from? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's say they're on the freeway. Okay. LA mm-hmm. traffic. Perfect. So, it's been so long. And there was a car crash. There was a car getting chased on the freeway and helicopters are flying over. There are people like looking, people have their phones out. Uh, there's action happening everywhere. People are on the side are just kind of like, what's going on? Why is traffic stopped? Um, and Belen's just trying to get to her job. You know, she's just, she's like, oh, you know, I'm, I just need to get to my, my nine to five. Uh, LA traffic sucks. And then now this whole thing is happening right in front of her. And she's like, I gotta get out of here. Gotta get out of this lane. However, um, huh, where could we go with this now? Maybe she gets pulled into it. Get the chaos. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say maybe the person being pursued's car crashes and then they carjack Belen's car and you have a hostage hostage situation right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Like they get in and they're like, drive, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's man, I'm 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 intrigued. So we got the car crash, chaos happening everywhere, no one knows what's going on, helicopter, you know. You know, let's make it at night because, you know, I love searchlights. I love searchlights. I feel like light really helps focus in the kind of thing we're going for. And because I said she was going to go to her job, we're going to we're going to make it a funny job. We're going to make it like a hotel job, like a late night concierge hotel job. I like that. That's a good idea. Sweet. Okay, I was like, I don't know how that's gonna stick with people. I'm like, or maybe like we we're gonna go for like Starbucks, but like closing. (laughs) (laughs) The votes are in. People want to see a concierge. <laughs> I love it. All right. That's pretty good. I really like it. Okay, so where are they going? Away first. <laughs> <laughs> Away from the police. Uh, luckily, the rightmost lane that is uh, exiting off of the 105. I actually don't know freeway, so that is just a freeway I know. Uh, exiting off the 105, and she's going. You know, she's she's like, oh, I better stay within the speed limit. And then you know, the person's like, drive, drive, drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and it's like, oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead, go I, ahead. I was just gonna say, like, because she is so like wanting to stay in the speed limit, it just makes her so inconspicuous that the that the getaway happens really, yeah, really <laughs> easily. I want to say that all of the commotion happening with like people like getting out of their cars and like yelling, all the honking, you know, the spotlights. Let's put two helicopters. Let's say two helicopters, and you know, she's pulling over to the right, getting off the off ramp. And she is panicking out of her mind because this is not what she expected when she was on her way to her job at the hotel. Now they're, they've gotten away, relatively. Relatively, they've gotten away. Like She like makes that really dramatic moment where she looks in the rearview mirror and she sees the mess behind her. She's looking at this figure and um, I don't know, wh- what kind of figure does she see? Maybe he's a bit of a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> a bad boy? <laughs> no, let's put him in cat in like a sweater vest <laughs> oh wait no that's amazing yeah the the dude at the hijacker looks like just like just like a safe guy like just like trust him with your backpack when you have to go to the bathroom at the library <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the look that's the look that's the person who hopped into this innocent lady's back seat and said dry mm-hmm. <laughs> dry <laughs> <laughs> okay that's wonderful He's looking at all this chaos and is like, I'm going to get robbed. It's going to be a person all in black. I'm not going to be able to identify them. She looks in the rearview mirror. and There's just some like prep. 
You need to give him a really dull name, I think. A really dull name. Um, I was, I was, I was going to be mean and I was going to say like David. I know. I was thinking the <laughs> <Wow>. same thing. <laughs> I was oh going to be like David Stotner. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we said there, these, none of these people are based off of real people. How do you know I don't do that? How do you know this isn't just me and my free time? I would hope it wasn't what you do in your free time. It, it isn't. Let me disclaim for the audience. I'm not a criminal. Silence. Not at least in California. <laughs> not in California. <laughs> David, you've been a character in, in both of these episodes. Oh, do you want to turn? No, no, I'm just saying. We should make it a we should make it a theme to make it a tradition? Yeah. Tradition. All okay, right. So- where are they? What's what's next? What's next for the story? Where should they? We've gotten about fifty yards from where we started, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very eventful fifty yards. That's very yeah. true. Or maybe she should ask some like like what like she should ask something like where, where do you want to go? <laughs> like if this is some unconventional lift situation. And then he says. I'm looking for somewhere discreet where I can stay for the night. <laughs> and she's like, probably shouldn't go to my job. We could uh, take a change of route and we can drop them off in some like haunted house, you know, <laughs> some crickety haunted house. Not haunted. Not haunted. We're not we're not bringing it in yet. But like, <laughs> and you're like, hmm. If I had to say what a haunted house would look like, I, I think I would pick this house. So so she's not going to her job. She's not going to her job because that would be very dumb. And her first thought, her first whole character thing is safety. And she doesn't want this person or anyone to connect the crime to her in any way whatsoever. But we could go to the hotel. I mean, we like she could just be on autopilot. Yeah, like we how, could. How, else, how else would we know she works at the hotel? That's true. That's a good point. All right, let's go to the hotel. Then. Let's go to the hotel. We're headed to the hotel. Because she just wants to do her job. Like, she just wants to put this all behind her. She doesn't want to clock in late. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't want to have to call her boss and say, hey, I'm going to be a little late. <laughs> Sorry. She's headed to the hotel. She's like, she, she's not going to say, don't worry. I know a place. She's going to be like, okay, okay, okay. And she just drives. You know, she guns it. Uh, but she's making very sure that she's oh, aware of the speed limit, <laughs> but she guns it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, I feel like this would be like an internal thing, like if we're considering pacing of the story, there'd be a lot of questions that she has that no way is she going to ask because she is concerned for her safety. She probably wouldn't be thinking of, let me call the police, because she doesn't know like what bringing a second party, a third party actually, a third party into this will mean for her. So right now she's just thinking of uh, step two. Step two is get to the discreet place. She pulls up at the hotel. <laughs> I was literally about to say, I was like, what if it looks like a haunted house? <laughs> it's like a haunted hotel. The haunted hotel. The hotel. What if it's like a really old hotel that was built in like 1850 that like tourists stay in to like get an authentic, like old timey experience or something? And it's like supposedly haunted. Like we can plant seeds for the supernatural with like it's like famous for having like a like some some sort of creature haunting it. Like room whatever. And then people see ghosts. Yeah. She pulls up. She's like, "What would you say in that situation? You, you park and you're kind of like, man, I wonder if this is my last moments. 
place looks discreet. I mean, there's maybe it's just her car, maybe her car and then one other car. Uh, she's, you know, about to walk in her, the hotel is what she would do on the average day. But instead, she has uh, an unwanted, undesirable uh, in her backseat. I think she would say what any what any concierge would say when when you arrive at a hotel. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Okay, so she checks him in for a room. I think that's a good... I think so, too. Then she can leave the story for a little bit. Then she can be, like, just standing at her job, like, worrying. As, like, he does something in the background. Mm-hmm. But what should... And what, how should he pop back in? How should the story move again? Um, if, I might, if I might interject, I think it'd be funny. Veronica, something that you said... <laughs> Tell me. Uh, it just was, like... I just thought it was so funny to think of, of like, a story where... A lot of the action is happening, but the character is just really not wanting to be a part of it. Uh-huh. So, like, what if she's just standing at the desk and all of these, like, crazy, like, scary-looking people, like, come in and, like, they just ask her questions about, have you seen this or whatever? And then they start, like, searching the hotel or whatever, but all of that action and all of the, like, shuffling around and all that stuff is just completely happening <laughs> in a different room. And the only perspective that we have is just this character sort of <laughs> sitting at her I desk. Love it. No, I love it. I, I love, love that. It's like, ma'am, <laughs> you know, the, you know, their badges or whatever. Maybe that maybe they're a, a part of his crew. You know, we don't know. Maybe maybe both walk in. It's like a situation where Pizza Hut and Domino's come at your door at the same time. Ooh. And then there's like a whole yeah. out or like a weird tension in the room. And she's just behind her desk like... <laughs> no <laughs> so okay who would be the who would be the first people to come in the hotel then i really want it to be the police the detectives because i want them to show the badges i feel like if we brought you know his squad up they wouldn't get to show their badges and do that whole like you know like csi like you know that whole right. kind of scene yeah maybe you have two different squads of police one that's like seems legit that comes first and the second one that seems really fake <laughs> oh that's it that's it david that's it you they just have like a little kid <laughs> police pad. <laughs> like obviously plastic. <laughs> just gibberish written on like the license ID numbers and whatever. There's like a barcode on the back and you see that it was like seven. <laughs> <laughs> and she just lets him in. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> She's like, sure. Whatever. Not my like, not my battle. <laughs> Same soup reheated, just another day at the as the concierge. Okay, wait, I forgot. Did we give him a room? Did she give him a room? Yeah, she, yeah like, she gave him a room. She's a key. Okay, beautiful. So then first people come in. They're like, ma'am, my name is Detective Walton, and this is my partner, Detective Graybeard. I don't know why I gave him a really like, typical <laughs> surname and a really weird <laughs> surname, but you know what? It's working. And they're like, have there been any suspicious activity that you've seen in this hotel room? And then she's just like, no, not at all, sirs, not at all. You know, they're making eye contact. There's a bit of attention. And they're about to ask their next question. And, you know, she's, like, panicking. She's, like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, what do I do? Like, th- this wasn't in the manual when I started this job. This wasn't in the training. Uh, it should be in the training. That should be definitely in the training. But not in the 1800s. Should really update that manual. So then, <laughs> forget, do they have bells in hotel? Or is it is it just, I, I, like, what, what do they have? Is it just, like, the door opens or it's, like, uh, the little the little roundabout? wheelie. Maybe we can have bells. I think that works. We can do anything we want. 
this is fiction. Anything we want, because it's fiction. That should also be a quote. <laughs> <laughs> In comes the second group. And I don't know. What should the second group look like? Maybe the first group of cops that's legit looks like just normal cops, a little rough. But then the second group also looks really like like prep guys. <laughs> 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 Oh, goodness me. <laughs> That's wonderful. Are we sticking with the part where they have badges to work? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they have the fake badges. They just seem like not real cops. <laughs> they just seem like like a frat boy dressed up like a like a policeman for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and then they still have the pastels, like salmon shorts and all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they come in and they ask, the same question, basically. And is, is her response any different? I would say no, but there's a moment where she considers it, but then she's like, hmm, no, <laughs> not today. <laughs> Gives them the same response. And uh, so she sent the first group, like, very, very, like, 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 who knows? Like, maybe they're just like, do you mind if we search the perimeter? You know, like, whatever. And she's like, yeah, sure. You know, no one's here. <laughs> and she tells the second group the same thing. So now there are two groups and uh, David. Mm -hmm. And they're just loose in the hotel. They're just, they're just everywhere in the hotel. Like, that, that isn't clearing. And uh, if we had a different archetype of protagonist, like uh, either the hero or... Uh, like the the politician or someone like that, like someone who knows like law stuff, it'd be like, hmm, they can't come in here without a warrant. But that is not the prerogative of our main character. Her thought is, let them do whatever, and uh, if necessary, I can just go through the back and hide. <laughs> just about her safety. Yeah, I think that's a good description of her. So should the two groups start like fighting in the hotel, do you think? Yeah, do you think like there should be like a scuffle. There should just be like chaos erupting around her. Yeah, I would say like floor right above and all of a sudden you hear like a whole bunch of like yelling, there's like shots being fired, and then there's like an explosion that's like not like, you know, like, what? <laughs> What's going on? You're crashing, you know, and um, she's just, she's just standing there at her concierge desk, just like typing on the computer. You know, she's like looking at the booking because, you know, they have like those old books. Actually, you know what? Let's not even, let's not even have a computer. It's, it's 1850. So she just has like the book <laughs> and writing with a little pencil. And then either, okay, either people start running out, like, like, you know, they come out of the elevator or something. There's like a brief moment of pause and, you know, she's kind of like, you know, she breathes like in relief. And then like you hear the elevator open and then all of a sudden, you know, the cacophony of all the chaos is chaos and carnage happening everywhere. Like you look to the left, look to the right. People everywhere. <laughs> like people evacuating their rooms and <laughs> like you see some prep shorts in the mix. You see, you know what? We, we should have one iconic character and I want to, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, that Jurassic Park movie, the, the, not the one that recently came up, but the one before that, I think it was World. And everyone was talking about that one guy, the margarita guy. You guys remember the margarita guy? Yeah, we can have the margarita guy <laughs> fleeing the hotel. Yeah, so we have the margarita guy fleeing the hotel. He's got his margaritas, his, his like $10 margaritas that are really overpriced. And he's, he's booking it with all these people, but he's being careful not to spill anything. You know, all these people are panicking. Chaos is still going on. And she's just, you know, 
she's just kind of you know writing in her little book and then you know keys are getting thrown at her so she's just she's doing her job you know she's returning the keys <laughs> somebody's like do something and she's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> she's like ah oh. and i don't know should we bring back david i think david should come back in david should come back in okay because i was like yeah. options like we kill david <laughs> oh no he started the whole plot he can't <laughs> okay david lives for now <laughs> thank you you're welcome. What if he's not alive at all? What if he never was alive? <laughs> <laughs> to be revealed. Uh, disclaimer again. <laughs> not based on people in real circumstances. I am alive. Okay, so David comes back on the scene, but instead of running with everyone else, he goes back to the concierge table, and he's like, you know, I, I need another place. Like, instead of drive, he should he, maybe, like, walk. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Very minimalist. Man, a few words. Okay, so do they go out, like, the back exit or something? Yeah. The back exit, mm -hmm. uh, the doors behind the concierge desk, which I think exists. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, pic I'm picturing, like, the Four Seasons <laughs> for some reason, but, like, worse. Uh, and like how they have those like doors like to like the break room, you know, and then there's like the, the mm -hmm. back exit they use in emergency. So I'm thinking that. I'm thinking right. he takes him there. I think that's good. And I say maybe this is the moment where she's like, maybe I should do something. But then she doesn't, obviously. But she's <laughs> thinking about it. She's thinking about it. The, the, the thought has <laughs> been planted. The seed has been planted. And we will see it harvest. But not yet. <laughs> And uh, so they're they're in this they're in the coffee break room, and she, I feel like they should turn out all the lights. I feel like that's a very solid idea. Turn off all the lights and then just kind of wait in quiet. Is that what is that when haunted stuff starts happening? <laughs> Alex, you read my mind. <laughs> but here here's 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 the fun part. What should haunt the hotel? Like, should we go with ghost spirits or should we go with I don't know. Um, what else can haunt is my question. There's a lot of zombies can haunt, or they can't haunt, but they can be creepy. Uh, we have vampires. Vampires. We could have werewolves. <laughs> we could. We could have. A, we could have. We could have ghouls. We could have. We could have a dragon. Heck, we could have a whole dragon come out. <laughs> hmm. But maybe we should start with ghosts because I feel like that's a very good like icebreaker. You know, like gothic horror breaker. Just ghost. Right. Weird light. That's a great, yeah. I think weird light is a good start. Weird light. All right. So they're they're waiting in darkness, tension, cacophony outside. She's the only one on duty. It's like one a.m. or something. I don't I don't know. Like maybe like one twenty-five. Actually, no, that's that's a lot. It's like one seventeen. Seventeen minutes have passed since she clocked in, and they're in the dark, can't see anything. It's just their breathing. Absolutely silent other than that. There's no bell. There's no... There's no gunshots. There's no crashing. Silent. Except for their breathing. And I think this is the moment where she'd be like, huh, I know the walls aren't the thickest around town. Where did the noise go? And guess what? But... Sorry, what? What was that? That was the end of our first 30-minute segment. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. 
So, wow. That is a lot <laughs> to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's right. We're about to hit you with a midpoint reflection. All right. Where do you see your creative process is taking you? What do you feel is missing from the story and why? Okay. I feel like the creative process right now is taking me with this particular story into what I would do with the genre of magical realism. I'm like definitely thinking about it like a lot more uh, in terms of like not just what I'm reading off the page, but in what I'm like putting out there. And I'm taking like what tropes, what allegories, uh, all of that. And I'm definitely like, I'm, I'm, I'm like considering like there's a lot going in my head right now and I'm considering like all of these different points usually uh with how I work with fiction and work with writing this is definitely a different take I've never done a really collaborative process with it when it comes to like verbal communication usually when I do collaborative uh projects it's like over text or over uh social media and we're you know we're, we're just talking about characters and then we get into plot or we're talking about plot and then we get into characters. Uh, but I definitely think like the, re the direction it's taking right now, it's definitely more uh, very linear, very chronological. Like here's the first plot point. Here's what introspection is. Here's what the character's thinking. Uh, here's the next plot point and then so on and so forth, uh, which is definitely a way that I haven't worked before, uh, but it's definitely really interesting. <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of the direction of like where it's taking. And then the second question, that one was a two-parter. Can you remind me again? Yeah, yeah. the second was? question was, what do you feel is missing from the story? Right now, I want to say it's missing the magical realism, which we were we were on the cusp of. So it's definitely just missing that one aspect. Like we've, we've got like the different kind of like trope plot points, you know, like full darkness. Um, there's a lot of action going on, a lot of rush. There's definitely a lot of potential in what can happen next. But yeah, so all I think is next is just that next step into what makes it into that genre of magical realism. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I think we've got a great story going here. I think so too. I'm, in, I'm enjoying this <laughs> so much. Before we start, we got to keep in mind the magical realism and then probably talk about character development. A little bit more, yeah. A little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. But that, I think I I think honestly I'm definitely seeing the development that our character yeah, is having. Yeah, me too. I think we've set it up really well. So without further ado, we're gonna start the next thirty minute segment in three, two, one. All right. So where we left off: complete darkness, tension, breathing. What happened to the noise? Suddenly. A light. <laughs> I felt really dorky just saying that right now. But... <laughs> uh, considering our character and what she's gone through, she's mainly sticking towards her own safety. And right now she believes her own safety relies on what uh, in just following orders. So there's this light. And I don't know, I feel like the first thought I would have if I were in her position, my first thought would be, oh, what now? <laughs> But exactly, I, I agree. She's been, how long, how long has she been working at this hotel? Is I think the next question we got to ask about her. I think a long time. 
a long time. Yeah, it's like her comfort job. She never, she never tried to find another one because she was just like, this one, this one's good enough. So I would say, maybe her reaction, contrary to what everyone would believe, would be like, oh, not this again. Oh, <laughs> ooh, there I like go. that. All right. So this is something she's experienced before. It's something she's experienced before and reacts very unlike how you would react to a strange light. What I was going to propose is that maybe when the haunting begins, um, David gets freaked out and suddenly our main character is the one who knows everything because she's used to this haunting stuff. Yeah, that's really good. Love that. So now she's like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think this is where we can put in, like, she's still on autopilot, but she's on a different kind of autopilot. Like, before the autopilot was, it's for my own safety. I gotta, gotta keep it under wraps. I gotta just do what he tells me, and I will be okay. Like, I'm putting my trust in my life in, for this guy that he will not harm me if I follow what he says. And now I think it would be a good place to put that kind of switch where it's like, oh, I've been at this job for a while now. I know what I'm doing. You calm down. Uh, I'm going to go get, uh, I don't know. Uh, Whatever's what? spooky machine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some, something to ward off the ghosts that she knows how to use. Maybe it doesn't even have to be like a thing. Maybe she just walks up to it and just kind of like, you know, like swats it around like, you know, like a little fly. Okay. She, gets- <laughs> yeah. she, she poops it. Or maybe it like it kind of just like leaves, you know, it just goes out the back and the door opens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a disgruntled employee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just them. It's the dark. Uh, you know, she's putting the thing away. And I think this is where David should be like, What? Like what what is that? Like what is going on? And it's like, where did you take me? Like what what is this? You know, something along those lines, because I don't know. I feel like he should get a couple more words in now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> he'll be very confused, fish out of water. Like, like he'll just not be understanding what's going on. And then should she explain to him or should we just keep it ambiguous for now? I think keeping it ambiguous is the way to go and is the way that I've definitely seen magical realism or uh, marvelous realism, it's, as it's also called, uh, just kind of go about. It's sometimes it'll take like a sudden like the 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 wizened uh, grandmother comes in and explains everything, and you know the the heroine is just like, all right, this is my life now. Let's let's do this. But we have to consider have to consider that Belen is uh, the innocent. You know she's in for her own safety. Weird guy, weird weird man who uh, may or may not have been a part of that car crash. Maybe he you know maybe he just came from the neighboring car and was like, I need to get out of this traffic. <laughs> drive uh we don't we we don't we we feel he's nefarious we feel that there's like something you know like he's not he's not a good guy you know he he made her scared he made her fear for her life and she's on autopilot and there was like that whole fiasco uh with the the detectives and his crew and so we're we're kind of like okay he's he's not he's not he's not a hundred percent good person but we have her and we're like, okay, she's definitely a good person, but she just, she's not practical. Like it, she would be the first person to like be cornered by this, like, you know, like the, 
the the guy in the, with the chainsaw in any horror movie because she was like let let's split up or some something along those lines mm-hmm. however now she's in her element she's not on the freeway now she's in her comfort zone now she's dealing with things that she does know and i think that also brings a really interesting dichotomy of like the fear of people versus the fear of the the otherworldly the unknown mm-hmm. uh and how she's cool with the unknown but you know like, one weird person says drive and you know she's she's everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I this I mean this character I'm I'm even more fascinated by them now than I was at the, at the start. Yeah. So maybe it's is it like what? So maybe the reason that she has the really late shift is because she knows how to deal with all the ghosts. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. uh, she knows how to deal with not maybe not only like deals with them but maybe she's like familiar with them because of like her own life uh and what has been wrought upon that ah maybe she's friends with them she's she's they're they're buddies they <laughs> they, they get tattoos on the weekend uh sorry it's <laughs> like that popped in my head but yeah you know she's like she's friendly with them she she's familiar it's it's a comfort place because she's familiarized with everything that goes on with the hotel so i would say uh this hotel is probably on the quieter side of things you know not a lot going on suddenly this fiasco happens and it's kind of like this wouldn't usually happen but now that it has and now we're bringing the element of uh spirits of light of this otherworldly presence i would say that they're kind of tied into each other the spirits are only showing up because of the entire fiasco that david brought along with him <laughs> they're kind of checking it out seeing why is why is all this craziness happening they're like what the hell's going on in our hotel yeah so they really are like disgruntled employees they're like this yeah. is not this is not an average day at the job <laughs> they're like, we didn't sign up for this when we died and entered the afterlife but i think that's definitely the direction we should probably take oh that yeah, would i make think so too sense it make more really? sense she swats the one out of the room sort of like with this familiarity of like okay just get away pest kind of thing yeah and then like what the david's just like totally shocked has no idea what's going on and then then where do they go from there i think maybe there's maybe there's some other noise we should bring some noises we should bring some other noises you know now it's like silent you know what happened to everything that happened outside but now there's a new noise being introduced it's kind of sounds like the spooky you know like that little that little noise except it sounds a bit more distorted a little more high-pitched so i'm thinking that starts kind of filtering in and i say david should get uh have another bout of like what is going on like what what is happening like what where is this like what do you what and i think maybe now is where she should like she should kind of, she, she sees the situation for what it is and she's like this usually doesn't happen on the job Ooh. we there or i don't know i don't know i'm thinking something about like they're not like some kind of entrapment but i don't i don't know well like when I, I guess maybe from her perspective like when something isn't going like when something isn't going as usual um like i guess for her job since she cares about it she's like okay well now we got to go to like the source we got to we got to find out what's what's causing this this issue like if if your air conditioner isn't working you go check to see if that's working if your plumbing's not working you check your plumbing and it's like if your ghosts aren't working if they're not doing what you want you got to go check on the ghosts right yeah okay i got another interesting plot point that came out (laughs) what you were saying alex what if she tells him as she was like about to explain she turns to him again she says don't let them touch you 
So now there's that added element of, okay, they look harmless, but don't let them touch you. Mm. And (laughs) come on, (laughs) we got to go to the source. (laughs) (laughs) Stay here. And then he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I got to come with you. I don't, I don't want to be, don't leave me here with these ghosts. And he's like, I'm coming with you. We're, we're, we're doing, we're, we're. I, you know, I, we may have had a rocky start, <laughs> but we're in it together. And then she's like, your funeral. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> and then they, they, and she, she has like this, she just, she's just carrying this fly swatter instead of like a flaming sword or like a, a shield of invulnerability. It's just a fly swatter. <laughs> That's amazing. I think she should add a little bit more like in what's going on, but like still very ambiguous, very vague. Yeah, still vague. Just like sort of like generic sort of statements about the ghosts that really don't like explain them, but like like observations on their like behavior or something like that. Yeah, like she's like, these are the rules. One, don't let them touch you. I, I don't know, for some reason, for a lot of stories, I'm like, there's always got to be a point where it's like, there's there's rules are numbered and then something, you're about one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, okay. Don't let them touch you. And I say something along the lines of the harm that they could do, or like he's like, why? Like you know, like why? Why not? Like you know, like the you know typical question, like why not let them touch you? And I, I feel like something like she would answer something along the lines of, you wouldn't like it if they did. <laughs> She's like, it's not good for anyone. It's not good for any anyone that's involved. And he's like what do you mean anyone that's involved it's just it's just us it's, you know it's just me she's like no it isn't she's like not anymore <laughs> um and i feel like this is also cuz we're it's from her perspective we have her like internal monologuing um and i feel like this should be the moment where uh, because we don't want to give too much away in either her dialogue and uh, her, you know, introspection. I feel like it should be like something along the lines of she's just very determined to just get to the next safety route. Uh, so she, like, in her mind, she's just like get to the source. You know, she's just repeating like, you know, like repetition. We have like, uh, don't let them touch you. Get to the source. Like, don't let them touch you. Get to the source. Something like that. Something along the lines of that. Uh, that would kind of like make sense in why she's not like internally monologuing about when I was five years old. You know. <laughs> Um, and I feel like this is where he should say, like, I'm David or something. <laughs> Introduce himself. Very late introduction. Then maybe should we find out something about what, what he was doing in this in this area? Maybe he explains what's, he's, someone's after him or something. Yeah. And then we could have, like, a, uh, maybe, like, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm, like, thinking way ahead now. But uh, I'm thinking, like, oh, you know, you find yeah. out he's not the villain. It was the cops. Ooh. I like that. What if he stole something and the thing he stole he has on him and that's sort of interacting with the ghosts? Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's there's two directions then. There's either the cops are the bad people or he stole a thing that influences the ghosts somehow. Yeah, maybe he didn't know what it was. He didn't know what it was and he he didn't bring himself to the hotel. So he has no idea that these are like, you know, like, this is gonna ha- this is this is what the interaction is gonna be. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think it is definitely an opportunity for him to like give give um Berlin some 
insight as to like what his story is like as they're sort of making their way to quote the source yeah um, like he just starts monologuing and then she's just like internally like oh god <laughs> yeah just like is this guy gonna shut up <laughs> dude and then like i feel like as he's monologuing he should be like wait this talking like is that what's gonna like you know like bring them towards us and then she's gonna be like i wish you <laughs> <laughs> did <laughs> that's funny and so you know they're making their way through everything I feel like they should, uh, I feel like the source, you know, usually you would go underground for the source or you would keep going behind. I feel like we should, we should go up. Like we should mm-hmm. make a little trope inversion here and they should be going up. Yeah. Yeah, to the top floor, the penthouse suite. Yeah, the penthouse. Another thing that I thought of very briefly, that was kind of like, given Belen's like character of like, oh, I have to keep myself safe and I have to keep this guy who decided to like follow along with me at like a safe distance as he's like mansplaining his, you know, he's in it. <laughs> she's like, I have a job to do, basically. So it's 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 like not only like a role reversal, but anyway, uh, I feel like a really good a really good character development thing, given that these ghosts you're not supposed to touch. I feel like he should one of them should almost touch him, and like you know they're they're like cornered, like there's something else going on, um, and then little you know a little light thing just starts coming at him. And, you know, they, they start running and he's like, why don't you just use your flies water thing? And, sh- and, um, and she's like, uh, it can only be used like sparingly or something along those lines. And then he starts contemplating all every flies water he's ever held in his hand and the power behind that. And she's like, no. she's like, I, you know, I don't want to be mean to them. <laughs> she's like, no, not, not, not what you're thinking. I just don't want to be mean. She's like, that first one was just so you wouldn't, hopefully you didn't see it. But now that you've seen it, it's like, oh, well, and he, just use the fly swatter, you know, like, you know, like, what's wrong with you? Uh, and then this is where I feel like we could bring in, like, the part where it's like, oh, you know, like, they're, I'm familiar with them. Like, I, I know how they work. I know what to do. Uh, just follow my lead. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe they get to, like, the penthouse. And it's, like, uh, super, super dense ghost activity. And I don't know, that's that's kind of the chance for, for her to be like, oh yeah, that's the old owner, that's like a celebrity that died here, that's whatever, and she's kind of just like nonchalantly being like, that. this is that ghost, this is that ghost. This one's Alex. Yeah. <laughs> this one's Veronica. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the room 207, the penthouse suite. I don't know, I like, yeah, ghost activity, but also I'm like trying to think like, how can they do this without like, getting near the ghost because they can't touch them right um, i don't know should they be like 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 seeping out or should should we uh add in some other kind of element or should it just be light and it should be just like like we're holding like the audience is holding their breath waiting for like some monster or the light to like combine into some mm. uh, otherworldly instead it's like it's just these lights and you're kind of like okay david's overreacting <laughs> i don't i don't know what's up with david it's just light but like what if it's like for something worse and then it's like as belen had been saying oh we need to get to the source why why do they need to get to the source like what's going on yeah i'm on the edge of my seat <laughs> i feel like there should be like i don't like like a moment where like kind of going back to like the oh the ghost is like you know uh it's going after david and david is like crying or something <laughs> you know he's just he's he's not having the best day of his life uh, and, you know, we should have, like, the typical, you know, trip and fall moment 
and like at, you know she's like looking you know she, she she looks back and you know we get her internal monologue again she's like why am i helping this guy like why am i thinking i gotta go you know make sure you know pick you know help him like get back on his feet like what like why am i like why like why has he stuck a- around so long like this was originally like like i brought like he he was the one who wanted to come to a discreet place like it, it's it's not it's not ideal <laughs> uh and ev- after every all the panic that he's put me through why am i like letting him stick around like with this when i when i and you know all of these uh, you know, I could have gotten to the source way sooner had it not been for all his talking, had it not been for the, 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 the ghost being really interested in him. Like, why am I, why did I stop just now? And then I feel like there should be that moment where, yeah, she's considering her own safety, but she's considering the safety of others too. Mm, that's, mm. I think that's a really important moment in the, in the story. Yeah. Where she's sort of expanding from just her worrying about herself to worrying about someone else who probably doesn't need need her worry or deserve it. Yeah. The, and then I feel like the really good culmination. So we're at the we're, you know, we're at the penthouse, you know, there's a lot of light coming from the door. I feel like there should be like one of those moments like, why did you save me? And then she should like look at him and there's like this moment and she's like, you know, internally she's like, I don't even know why myself. And then so we, we were like, okay. So like we we was like a celebrity penthouse or it was someone some something something happened in this penthouse, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fiasco downstairs is what urged it on for all these you know all these lights you know all these little ghosts and I think that's he should make a comment like I'm sorry like you know like, he should apologize like just straight up apologize like you know like, he's biding time and you're like why why is he biding time and then it should be like. Something along the lines of where, like, she basically, like, confesses where it's kind of, like, I'm the only one who works the late shift because I am that, I, I can, because I, I don't mind all of this. Like, I am familiar with it. This is more home to me than my actual home is. Like, this is, like, like I have a connection with this place, and yeah. I don't want hurt. I don't want the ghosts hurt. So now we've extended it to not only her safety and survival and not wanting she to be cares about all the ghosts. They're like her. They're like her family. Yeah, it, it extended to him, and then now it's extending to all the ghosts. And then we find out that's like like the whole arc. Like that was like from the beginning. She was heading to her her job. She doesn't want to be late. She's never been late. She's been at this job for a while now, and this is the reason why. Aww. So we have that character arc of like, okay, so she's only want you know she's only in it like for saving herself for you know, keeping it easy, uh, keeping it on the down low. All of a sudden, all this action starts happening around her and she wants nothing to do with it. She has, She's on autopilot. She didn't ask for any of this. Uh, but now there's a situation where what she brought to the hotel put into harm, you know, like uh, all of, you know, all her ghost friends, all her ghost buddies. Mm-hmm. So she feels responsible that she has to fix the issue. So yep. she steps up. She steps up. Alex, I just had a question. How much time is left on the- There's four timer? minutes left. Okay, so I think we should just discuss what you think would be a good ending for the story. I know we have like, we're not that far into it still, but <laughs> how, how, how do you see this ending, Veronica? I see it ending uh, with kind of a reveal that I, I feel like it would be very interesting if she was a ghost, if she was one of the ghosts, she was one of the lights, but she took on like the human form Ooh. or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So, 
along those lines and the you know like yeah we have that whole arc of yeah oh she's not only in it for herself but she's in it for all the ghosts you know her family but why then why did she save david so then there's that moment uh where you know you find out you know she's one of the ghosts like why would she even save david who put her in this situation in, in the first place uh all she wanted to do was make sure that the other ghosts who didn't have that you know chance to like be human you know work with the real world to be able to like thrive in the world and all of that you know they're stuck with the hotel they're stuck at the source uh but it, it kind of ending along the lines of like yeah she's she was she was uh you know she was the innocent uh she was in it for her safety uh but that that doesn't only extend to just her but to like what she considers you know like family familiar um extensions of herself I feel like there should be a moment where David gets his answer, like, of, like, you know, why did you save me? Like, why even bother, like, you know, like, drag, dragging me behind, you know, like, all of this. And I, I'm, like, the I'm like the reason why all of this happened. Like, I'm the reason, like, all of you, all of these, you know, the ghosts are acting up. We're all in danger. All of this. And I feel like he should get his answer. Maybe he reminds her of someone from her past life. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's something else. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the idea of like him having stolen the object and the police are trying mm -hmm. to get back. I don't know. I feel like it, that should have happened like when he tripped and like the thing fell off, fell out, you know, because, you know, no one has, you know, pockets with buttons anymore. Yeah. Maybe uh, he stole some sort of, I don't know, because I feel like we should tie in why there are so many ghosts in the hotel to David. Like mm -hmm. ind maybe indirectly, like maybe the gang he's like part of or whatever. Committed, mm -hmm. or the maybe maybe the police i don't know maybe the police or the gang it was part of like committed some sort of like tra like tragic massacre hmm. in the hotel oh and it's like this tragic event that happened in the penthouse suite <laughs> yeah, yeah in the penthouse oh so then there's all this anger mm -hmm. they have towards that and maybe like Maybe, yeah, the thing that he stole would be, like, some sort of, like, something that would be irrelevant to most people, or, like, just kind of, like, <laughs> a normal petty theft, but, like, something that would be very, like, raw to all the ghosts who are who are haunting the mm. penthouse. Maybe a key or it's, something. Yeah, a key or, like, some piece of evidence mm -hmm. towards what happened there. Because maybe, like, it's, like, an unknown, like, there, like, there was this terrible event that occurred at this hotel a hundred years ago. We don't we don't know what happened in the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> and, and and maybe maybe that's why she was drawn to him is because she somehow like implicitly knew that he had something that would help I don't know yeah bring resolution resolve it yeah yeah so maybe like he stole just this thing thinking it was nothing but then the police are like we got to cover this up because we can't let the real world know about it and yeah. so that's sort of the driving conflict in it. And then maybe at the end, he decides to help the ghosts. Yeah, and then like she goes with the ghosts and then that's where he gets the answer. And then we have like a one year later thing and then he's working at the hotel or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. And you know what? Yeah, I love that. The timer <laughs> just went off. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. That was amazing. It. 
Yeah. That was actually incredible. I'm so glad we did 30 minutes a piece because there's no way we would have been able to get that far if we only did 20. Definitely not. Yeah, this this was so much fun. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy crap. That was that was our best episode yet. Yeah. Like, we only had two. <laughs> it's only this episode. Um but yeah, um David, you just want to read the last reflection question and then we can wrap up. Mm-hmm. So, Veronica, how do you feel about the story we've created today? What are you proudest of, and how is that a result of your unique creative process? Can you tie your storytelling to the way you approach work in your major? Big question. So, the first one is, how do I feel about the story? Mm-hmm. I feel great about the story. I thought that was, that was uh, given that we had, like, a timer going, um, given that my process, it's usually, like, over the course, like, I mean, my personal projects, I've been working on three of them for over five years and <laughs> it is nothing what it looked like five years ago and meanwhile this story you know we did in what like a, an hour mm-hmm. and I'm pretty proud of it like I would say like yeah I'm like all right let's get let's get the good old pen out let's get the good old word document rolling and let's type it up <laughs> definitely the brevity what was the second question <laughs> what are you proudest of and how is that a result of your unique creative process all right I kind of mentioned this earlier with the reflection question, but the incorporating the magical realism, like where everything is mundane, everything is ordinary, and suddenly there's a supernatural aspect that's brought into the story and it changes the perspective, the outlook uh, for the audience, for maybe a character or two. Uh, I thought that was, uh, I've never worked within that genre. I've only ever read within that genre. Um, and I, I, I have so many authors that I look up to within that genre, so I, it's, definitely something I'm proud of that I was able to like get that takeaway of being able to incorporate characters, a plot, uh, settings, all of that into a story with that fits within that genre. Um, result of unique creative process. Man, I, I really don't know. Uh, That's okay. If you can't, we could move on to the next one. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to like, well, <laughs> and it might come through in the, in the last part of the question yeah. also. <laughs> okay, so the last one is, can you tie your storytelling to the way you approach work in your major? Which is a really dumb question for you, I think. I'm telling into my major by being in an English major. <laughs> uh, is particularly because I work with uh, creative writing as that's like my specialization kind of focus. Yeah, so I mean, I, I write fiction. I love writing fiction. I love reading fiction. And definitely incorporating aspects that make a genre the genre into the story, incorporating uh, character development, most importantly, uh, into uh, the characters and how that affects the overall plot, how that affects the conflicts, how that affects the ending, the beginning. It's like, a, there's a lot I could say, but yeah. really with, within the realms of in, the English, the fictional creative writing route, uh, I would say that it's it's not only like a major staple, but it's it's what it's all about for me. <laughs> well yeah well i was just gonna say before we sort of do our our ending remarks uh did you have anything that you wanted to plug for yourself veronica oh like, yeah definitely like a social plug anything uh yeah i mean uh i i'm not really much on social media anymore but uh definitely on my instagram uh veron i verone dot c dot u uh i haven't really done anything in uh publishing or publicly announcing a lot of my personal projects I keep them very close to my chest they're very very 
close to me. Uh, they're like my children. Uh, they're like my legacy. Uh, but definitely, I, whenever I finish writing them, I have the outlines already for most of the chapters. Uh, most of a couple of them are even going to be graphic novels. Uh, so getting those outlines ready. Uh, but yeah, just stay tuned with with my Instagram. And um, yeah, that's 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 basically all the plugins I have. Uh, oh, library, LMU library, all the LMU library. <laughs> a lot of work too. I'm doing work at the library. Woo! <laughs> 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 All right. Well, special thanks to the LMU IURP for funding this podcast and for helping us stay on a consistent schedule. If you're interested in opportunities for research and creative projects offered by LMU's undergraduate research program, visit academics.lmu.edu O-R-C-A. Also, special thanks to our mentors, Dr. Amy Ross Kilroy and Joshua Colmack butler if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, or if you'd like to add any details to today's story for the chance to get a shout out on the next episode, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at alwayswrite, that's W-R-I-T-E, L-M-U at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and catch you on the next one. Bye. Woo! Bye. Yeah. Bye.